So look at it. Uh, verse 28, it says, And Peter said to him, Oh, boy, here go Peter. Peter reminds me of a lot of people in church. Watch this. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me. <laughs> Lord, if it is you, command me. Let me back up. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said, Lord, if it is you. That's what we do. Command me to come to you, what? On the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. Don't miss this piece. And came toward Jesus. I want to talk about this morning. When is the right time to step out on faith? When is the right time to step out on faith? And today for that thought, or that question that we all have is why? Um, or when is the right time to step out on faith? There are many questions when it comes down to faith. So many times we interrogate ourselves <laughs> and even talk ourselves out of stepping out on faith. I can count the times that I've talked myself out of doing something by faith. I can tell you the times that I've hesitated, procrastinated, only to paralyze myself, amen, and forfeit all of my preparation. You hear what I said? We find that the disciples here are rowing against the wind. They're in a category five storm. But I want to do a parallel today. The Lord showed me something. Natural disaster is one of Satan's biggest weapons. Amen. That he uses to cast blame on God. Amen. He did it with Job. Right? But he was not ready for Job's response because Satan doesn't know what goes on in your heart. My question is, why did Jesus, who knows everything, sends his disciples into a storm and then prays for them? Satan already knew that they were getting ready to head into a storm. Accidents of nature are conundrums to us. That means trouble. Insurance companies define natural disaster 
as acts of God. Their theology is both right and wrong. For instance, a lightning bolt, tornadoes are within the natural order of God's creation. And, it, and watch this. And it can be explained by physical laws. Yet the weather remains essentially out of human control. The one thing is certain is that Satan exploits accidents <laughs> of nature to his own advantage. Satan uses natural things. To cast doubt on God. In Job's case, Satan used the, the wind, the lightning. Amen. He, he, he used it. Amen. Because he, he knew that if he can cast doubt on God, then he's gotten Job. But Job was a different guy. Job's faith was intact. The question I have for you today, was this a satanic attack on the disciples? I'm not saying the Bible says that, but I believe it could be. Why? Number one, they were afraid. Number two, they thought they saw a ghost. They couldn't recognize Jesus. They could not understand what was going on. And sometimes saints... When we come to a point in our faith walk, Satan can start to distort the natural to cause us to think that God has left us. That God did this. Amen. But what we have to do is we have to recognize the tricks of the enemy. Satan wants you to believe that God did that to you. Satan wants you to believe, amen, that God is not good. And if he was good, he would not have caused this natural disaster in your life. So the question is now, when is the right time? Is it in the middle of the storm? Is it after the storm? Is it during the storm? When is the right time? Many of us have tried to time it only to found, find out that it was the wrong time. Come on, somebody. Some of us have stepped out and found out it was the right time. Some of us are waiting until we get our stacks together. That's money, that's money. Some are saying, let me go get it together and then I'm going to get. First of all, my question to you, what in the world can you do for you when you've been messed up all your life? Talking about I'm going to go get it together. What you going to get together and you jacked up? Come on, say amen. Y'all know I'm coming. 
Amen. I'm coming with it. I'm coming with it. Watch this. I'm, I'm, no, I'm on the slow train today. I don't know what's going on. But watch this. Watch this. A lot of us are trying to time God. Oh, let's wait to this. Then we're going to get married. But in the meantime, let's shack up and do what we do's. Let's play house. Let's test drive the car. Some of you, you got an APB out on you. Come on, somebody. You ain't, you ain't brought the car back yet. Talking about you test driving. I wish I had somebody. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. When you make a decision for God, and when you come into the context of what God has created and what God has commissioned, then you better stay where God puts you. Because the storms that you're going through in the middle of wherever you are, watch this, is supposed to happen. So that you can work through, amen, with God in the midst of the storm. But remember what I said, Satan wants you to think God caused that lightning bolt to come. The reason we flooded out is because God did no, Satan used it to cast shade on God. I wish I had somebody or to throw shade on them. Amen. So let's look at it. Peter said, Peter just need to keep his mouth shut. Some people just need to be quiet in the midst of the storm. You know, I would have been like, man, be quiet, dude. Right? Watch this. T think about this for a minute. The tetragrammaton is there. I'm good. I'm cool. I understand. Okay, it's Jesus. We all understand it's Jesus, but nobody was nobody was courageous enough to ask. And Peter, who always had the big mouth of the group, you know, you always got a big mouth in the group, right? He said, Lord, now notice, he tried to appeal to lordship, but he wasn't Lord. Because if he was Lord, he wouldn't have had to ask that question. He would have just stepped out. He would not have needed any more evidence. What Peter is asking for here is more evidence that it's him. Can I ask you a question? What else does God have to show you? For you to know that he's him. Just one more, just one more, God, just one more. Now, 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 let me say this. Let me say this to you real quick. Let me say this to you real quick. People knock Peter for his actions, but I see some good in what Peter is doing, right? But, but here's what I believe. I believe that the right time to step out on faith is when you completely, first point, when you completely trust Jesus. When you have no doubt, I'm talking about, no doubt. I'm talking about you have in your mind, you have a complete trust. Amen. Now, now what he was saying, he says, hey, if, it's a, if it is you, command me, right? If it is you, Lord, if it is you. That if is in the hypothetical. Uh-huh. He was speaking hypothetically he wasn't saying like I know he was speaking what hypothetically he was like well if it is you you know hypothetically speaking 
Not for real. So if and it's what? Not true. I wish I had somebody. If and what? It's not tr true, right? Three classes of condition, right? If and may, if it is true, if and maybe it's true, and if it's not. So hypothetically means what? He didn't even believe. And a lot of you are wanting to step out on faith, but you have no trust. Absolutely zero trust. You trust what you see, but faith you can't see. And so you have to have this complete trust. Peter wanted evidence. Watch this, that's not faith. Listen, after hearing his voice, kind of like what you heard the other day, you should be settled that there's a God. <laughs> and, and whatever you do after that, Lord, if I, watch this, but Lord, if I obey what you said, whoa, now I'm taking it to another level. I don't need to see him. I just need to hear him. Amen. Listen, when we have complete trust in Jesus, amen, complete trust, no doubt, not questioning him, amen, but complete trust, saints, I believe it's the right time. But see, a lot of us got trust issues. Listen, don't equate your human experience with God. The Bible says, let me give you facts. He can be trusted. He cannot lie. He's the same today, yesterday, today, and forevermore. Listen, that's somebody you can trust. I can't say that for some of us. <laughs> some people you know, right? You can't say that about them, right? Because they tell you one thing on Tuesday, and by Friday, they somebody different. But with God, come on and say amen, y'all. Come on and say amen. With God, you can trust him because guess what? He is true to his word. Here's another thing you got to trust. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on. He, he said, he, the, the writer says, I've been young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never, he says, I've had experiences with God, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Listen, you may not have a few things right now, but guess what? Greater is coming. You're not ready to step out on faith just yet, so you got to hold on to what you have, and he's going to help you and sustain you. You ready? Look what he says. He says, if it is you, right, command me. Kaleo in the Greek. In other words, Peter said, I need marching orders. And that ain't faith. In faith, there's freedom. There's no legalism in faith. Watch this. He says, command me. So the next thing, next thing is this. When you absolutely, when you have absolutely no doubt. You don't need a command. 
Because you already know the I am. <laughs> you already have his voice. You, you, you already know. You already know that he's there. He's always been there with you. Come on, help me. Many times doubt lingers. And it lingers that we need proof. Somebody here, you need proof. You need proof. That's why you don't give. I mean, I'm going again to the giving thing, right? Because you need proof. So if I give this $10, right, he going to give me 100 Is that how that works? I need some proof. I need some proof because it ain't adding up because it seems like my bank account going down. Yours going up. What's going on here? But what you don't realize, you got to read the parable of the woman who came into the sanctuary when all the big ballers and shot callers was in there, right? And they walked in there, and they were walking in, man. They were dropping their money. They, listen, they were just, they were just, yeah, they were making it rain in church that Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And they dollar bills. Amen. But let me tell you, this little old woman walked in. And the Bible says she had one denarii. So when they would put their money, they would put it into this thing and it would roll down. It was metal. It was all metal. And it would roll down and would go down into what's called the treasury in the basement of the church, of the temple. This little poor woman walked in and gave all she had. And when she dropped hers in, it went clunk, 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 clunk. You could hear all the noise going down to the bottom, right? And, and, and watch this. What was an embarrassment to her was glory to God. And I believe that some of you can live on another level financially if you were to just try God on this level by faith. You don't need proof. You just got to do it by faith. You just got to do it by faith. Listen, you cannot doubt because watch this. Here's how it works. If when you put it in, you doubt, forget it. Keep it. Put it back in your pocket. Because it doesn't benefit you. Let's talk about other things you're trying to do in your life. Things that you're trying to step out and do, right? But here's the thing. But every time you go to do it, you have just an ounce of doubt. When you have what? And you, you, just, you just have a little ounce of doubt. And it's just lingering because you want proof. Peter says, Lord, command me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Peter. Peter, Peter got spiritual. <laughs> you know why I say he got spiritual? Because he's the only one that spoke. <laughs> oh, Lord. And he thought that by him speaking, he was putting Jesus to the test. Can't put Jesus to the test. You can test Jesus, but you can't put him to the test. But there is a passage that said <laughs> you can test them, though. And what's the context? Lord have mercy. <laughs> he said, test me now in this. Can I ask you a question? How come you haven't received that promise yet? If I will not open up the windows of heaven. Heaven's, heaven has windows. And recently the Lord gave me a remote control to it. 
See, you know when you've gone to another level when you got remote control to heaven windows. Why? Because you have this complete trust in God that, listen, what's mine is his. And I don't care. Let me go on the next one. Look what he says next. He says, and he says, command me, verse 28, to come what? On the water. Now, this part really got me. This part really, listen. Peter had faith it was Jesus. He wasn't asking for a sign like most Jews were, would. Many would have asked for a sign. But Peter was saying, Lord, let me do something. Watch this, watch this. He picked the hardest thing that you could ever think about doing. Matter of fact, it's almost impossible for man. Amen. And, and watch this. He was challenging God. <laughs> watch this. You know why? Here's when you know, here's when you know, right? It's the right time. When you're not making emotional challenges. <laughs> when you're not making emotional challenges with God. Lord, if you just do this, Lord, if you give me this billion dollars, I promise you I'll come back to church. If, 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 if you give me this car, Lord, if you give me this position, Lord, e emotional, listen, if you're going to challenge God, challenge him on something else. But make sure it's not done from a position of emotion. Listen, I don't even think Peter knew what he was asking. Oh, okay, all right, let's break it down for a minute. Peter is like you and I. We're up for the challenge when our adrenaline is going and it's pumping. Or we come to church and we get all giddy and happy. Watch this. And we go out and say, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yes, yes. Emotional, right? But you don't believe any of it. You challenge God emotionally. Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this now. To walk on water? Hold on a minute. But let me say this to you. Don't let the danger of where you are cause you to make an emotional decision that you will regret for the rest of your life. Look at what he was asking. He was asking to defy gravity. Let's just talk about it. He was asking, did he even know what he was asking? He said, command me to walk on water, to, to come out on the water, to walk on water. Let me see what he Watch this. We believe that we could do the impossible. What's impossible for man is possible for God, right? So his request was not based on what God could do. But on what he could do. Somebody missed that. But what I like about Peter Peter said, I'm not coming out of this boat until you command me to do it. He's challenging God. But look what he's challenging him to do. Now I want you to ask you, I want, I want you to ask yourself a question. What am I asking God to do? 
that I should do. Now, I don't want you to make that request because you're in the boat and you're in trouble. I want you to make the request because you know who he is. Peter said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. Come out there. Right? Watch this. Watch verse 29. I always say this when I preach this. Peter wasn't expecting the answer. Look at verse 20. Look at just that easy. See, here's the thing. When's the right time to step out of faith? It, it's just that easy. It's just that what? Easy, saints. He said what? Come. He believed that he could do it, but only at the command of Jesus. So this is the flip side to Peter's story. Right? Only because Jesus commanded him. So some of us, I want to tell you something. You can challenge God, but you got to wait for a word from God. So the next point is this. Here's the next point. When you are willing to obey his word. Don't you step out of faith and you don't obey his word. See, oftentimes we challenge him. He gives us a word like, no, that ain't the right word for me. That, that wasn't for me. How many times have you stepped out without a word and it failed? How many times have you stepped out saying, God told me, I heard people say, God told me to do this, and it don't work. It never worked. You never got a word from God. You were making an emotional decision. In other words, you were trying to play God. You see, sometimes we pray, we ask God for things not expecting him to answer immediately. Listen, that can be scary because when the winds are still blowing, and the storms hasn't stopped, the answer will come. What would you do if you had no trust, no doubt, and you acted on emotions, and he said, come? Peter would not step out had he not heard the command. And saints, I want to tell you something. You cannot... Go out and do life as a believer. I'm talking to believers here. If you're not willing to obey the word. You hear the word, but you won't obey it. And then you want to put these little addendums to it. And then you want to like, you know, change it up to make it fit like, you know, your context. But, 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 God tired of your butt. He real tired of your butts. <laughs> Take that however you want. <laughs> Amen. He said, come. Come on, Peter. And, and, look, and look at this. Look at this now. And Peter got out the boat. Hello, somebody. Go, Peter. Go, Peter. Go, Peter. Go, Peter. And Peter got out the boat and walked. On water. Now, a lot of people, when they read this, it, they get, some people get mad. Some people get, like, disappointed. They're like, come on, man. He just challenged Jesus, and Jesus gave him what he wants. Next week, I'm going to show you what happens to him. You know what I mean? You know, you don't throw a tantrum, and you got what you want. Why am I looking this way? Let me look this way. You don't throw a tantrum, and you done got what you want. 
You know, some of us are good at doing that, right? Come on, say amen, y'all. Come on, say amen now. Watch this now. Peter got it. He said, come on. But then he acted. Watch this. Peter got out the boat, and the Bible says he walked. Peter went beyond the laws of physics to walk upon water on the sea in the midst of a storm. Watch this. Gravity and density had no factors then. We have to be willing. The next thing is, if you're going to be ready, when you're ready to put your faith into action. When you stop talking and talking and talking. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Even if it's not an ideal situation, you know what we usually do? We usually stay in the boat. Why? Because it's still floating. See, in our mind, the thought is, man, listen, I ain't getting out of this. I ain't not getting out of this and getting into a worse situation. <laughs> Amen. The winds are blowing. Man, I'm staying in this boat. Uh-uh. I, I thought it was Jesus. No, but Peter, I give Peter credit for that, right? He stepped out. He went on his word. Watch this. Faith is one thing that science cannot study. Because scientists lack faith. The scientist wants answers, and watch this, and, and they're, they're not willing to place their trust, watch this, in God or in faith, but watch this, they're willing to pay, place their trust in the answer rather than faith. Those with faith will not offer themselves to be a science project. Scientists lack faith, so it looks like there's a stalemate in doing scientific research on faith. You can't do a scientific research on faith because you'll never come up with a real answer. So we can't figure God out. How did Peter walk on water? It wasn't the best time of his life. Oh, my God. It wasn't when everything was good and credit was good and Come on, somebody. And everything was just peachy, creamy at home. No, it was in the midst of a terrible Category 5 storm that he stepped out and walked on water. Saints, I want to tell you something. We got some people in here. You got to defy the odds is what I'm trying to tell you. And the only way you can define the odds is if you do it by what? By faith. Can I tell you something? You and I who are saved, we can operate like the world operates. See, and what I love about this grace story right here, this because this is only grace. Because Jesus could say, Man, who are you to question me? But Jesus went along with Peter's foolishness. And his foolishness turned into a faith walk for him where he did something that no man other than Jesus has ever done. Can I ask you a question? Can you say that about your life, that you're doing something right now, amen, that nobody else has ever done? Hello, somebody. The Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. But you can have that breakthrough moment in your life, watch this, if you step out on faith.
Lastly, the text says, when you're willing to, when you're ready to put your faith in action, that's when you're going to begin to see change. You're going to see transformation. Watch this. You're going to, you, you can picture yourself doing things. You're going to start walking on water. You're going to have some water walking moments. Amen. You're going to have some defined the odd moments. You're going to have some scientists won't be able to explain. Come on, somebody. That just decide your accountant won't even be, your tax person won't even be able to figure out how you making it when, watch this, when you're on a fixed income or when you're on a part-time job and yet God is still keeping you. I wish I had somebody. Listen, I wanted the doctors, when you go see the doctors, doctors will say, what happened to you? I've been healed. I've been delivered. Why? Because I'm walking on this water. Why? Because I was ready to put my faith in action. Look what the text said. The text says, and he came towards Jesus. That's a key component to this verse. Oftentimes in our faith walk, we lose direction. You see, when you step out on faith, you have one destination towards Jesus. So the last thing is, when you're ready to totally commit with the right motives, my motive isn't to show everybody I can walk on water. My motives is not just because I want to get what I want. Come on, help me somebody. <laughs> it's easy to start. But if your destination is not getting you closer to Jesus and it's pulling you away, ha, 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 ha. here's the thing. You're heading in the wrong direction. Your motives are wrong. Yeah, you, walk, you could take credit for walking on water. But you're not getting closer to Jesus. Some people will do whatever it takes in the moment to relieve themselves of the pressures and the storms in life. If after they step out on faith, it doesn't bring them towards Jesus, their motives and their commitments were always wrong. Think about that for a minute. Let that sink in for a minute. The text says when he came out. Now, he could have came out and be like, look at me, y'all. You follow what I'm saying? You know, he could have been showing off for his boys, right? He could be like, look at me, y'all. Look at me. Look what I'm doing, right? He could have done that. But Peter's motive, right? We knock Peter, but it's impossible to do what he did. If there wasn't no purity in his heart, if there wasn't just a little bit of belief, just, just, and he kept heading to, the text says he was, he, the text would not said that he was heading towards you. Can I ask you a question? Is your faith walk bringing you closer to Jesus? Or is it bringing you closer to your goals? You know, because you know you got goals. <laughs> we can't challenge Jesus. And don't expect an answer. <laughs> so 
Suppose a person went to their boss and said, boss, I've been doing a sloppy job. But the reason I'm doing a sloppy job is because you hadn't paid me enough. You haven't given me that promotion I was looking for. If you would just promote me, I won't do a sloppy job. You know what I mean? If you just treat me right, you know, if you just pay me more money, you know. So I'll tell you what you do, Mr. Boss Man. Give me that promotion, and you'll see how hard I'm going to work for you. Not only will that person not receive the pro promotion, but they'll be looking for a job. Why? Because that's not, tell you, neighbor, that's not how it works. Many times Christians want to give God slop. They want to give God what they have left over after the week is over. They want to give God second place. They want to put God on the back burner. They, they want to put God, amen, on the shelf and pick him up again on Sunday and then come and ask for a blessing. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. God wants faithful people. People he can count on so that when the time comes to step out on faith, we can all walk on water. So when is the right time? When you completely trust Jesus. When you have absolutely no doubt. When you're not making emotional challenges. When you're willing to obey his word. When you're ready to put your faith in action. And when you're ready to totally commit what? With the what? With the what? With the right motives. Motives means a lot. You know what? You know what the motives answer? What question it answers? Your why. Motives answers the why on all of us. Why am I doing this? Why do you keep saying you're going to do something for God and you do it for a week and then you stop? Why is it that you got, listen, some of us, like Peter, we got theology. We have Bible. But because our motives are wrong, you can never experience. You could tell everybody else what to do. You could tell everybody else what to do. But you can't do it yourself. Tell your neighbor motives. And I'm talking to somebody here today. You've been talking a long time. It's time for you to change your motive and commit. I believe the most dangerous person is the one with knowledge and no application themselves. So that means I put myself in a position of a Pharisee. The Bible calls you an actor. 
when you say you have faith one day and then you keep falling back and saying, oh, I don't have, no, no. You're vacillating when God has shown you his power.